reading from the book of Ezra. At the evening sacrifice, I, Ezra, rose from my fasting with my garments and my mantle rent and fell upon my knees and spread out my hands to the Lord my God, saying, O my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift my face to thee, my God, for our iniquities have risen higher than our heads, and our guilt has mounted up to the heavens. From the days of our fathers to this day, we have been in great guilt, and for our iniquities, we, our kings, and our priests have been given into the hand of the kings of the lands, to the sword, to captivity, to plundering, and to utter shame, as at this day. But now for a brief moment, favor has been shown by our Lord God to leave us a remnant and to give us a secure hold within his holy place, that our God may brighten our eyes and grant us a little reviving in our bondage. For we are bondmen, yet our God has not forsaken us in our bondage, but has extended to us his steadfast love before the kings of Persia, to grant us some reviving, to set up the house of our God, to repair its ruins, and to give us protection in Judea and Jerusalem. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus called the twelve apostles together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal. And he said to them, Take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And wherever they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. So as we saw <clears throat> earlier in, in Luke's Gospel, where the Lord, after he has spoken in the, uh, the parables and the Sermon on the Mountain, he has given his teaching, the proclamation of his truth, to the apostles, uh, he tells them then as well is that no one lights a lamp in order to hide it. And so what the Lord has spoken to the apostles, he will now do through them. So he has lit this lamp, this flame within the hearts of his apostles, and he's going to send them out in order to kindle this fire everywhere, right? To go out into all of the villages and to preach the kingdom of God and to heal. And it's interesting that it's in that order preach first the kingdom of God, and then to heal. And the apostles, when they go out, it says, they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. And it's always put in that order, even in the life of Christ himself. And so after he has preached to his disciples in the Sermon on the Mount, if you look in all of the gospels, there is a particular pattern, which is that the Lord first preaches. He gives his teaching, and then he confirms his teaching with miracles. And his miracles have uh, different purposes. One is simply, first and foremost, his response in mercy to wherever he meets suffering and trial and wherever he meets the cross. And so the one purpose of his healing is that the person is healed physically and that the suffering is taken from that person. But the other purposes of the miracles are to confirm his teaching, his proclamation, that what he teaches, he has authority to teach because he is able to work the works of God because he is God. And so his miracles show that he is God present in our midst, and that confirms the teaching that he has taught them. But it also, the miracles not only confirm the teaching, but they reveal what the interior work is that the Lord desires to do in the soul. And so the Lord gives exterior signs, which is the physical healing, in order to show the hidden realities of what he desires to do in the human soul. And so what he then does with his apostles, as he sends them out, he gives them this same authority so that they can also teach what they have been given, the truth of the kingdom, the wonder of Jesus Christ, and then that can also then have the power to confirm that teaching by working the miracles uh, that Jesus has worked. 
And so what we see in then the previous chapter in Luke's gospel is what follows from the Lord's teaching is he goes out and he works multiple miracles. He casts out demons. He raises from the dead. He heals the sick. And it is after this raising, especially from the dead, one of the most profound or powerful signs of his authority that the Lord by his authority is able to even reach through death by his power and draw a soul back to life. That is something that undeniably only God can do. And so after he has worked this miracle and the news of this miracle of the raising of Jairus's daughter has gone throughout all of the region, so people are in a certain sense primed by that miracle to receive the news of the kingdom, it is then into those uh, areas and locations that he sends his apostles. But he is also showing care for his apostles, which is that he is giving them an experience of what their future ministry will be. He is the perfect teacher. He not only has taken them on uh, with him while he works all of his other miracles, but this um, is the third time in which the Lord in his public life will go throughout all of the regions preaching. So there are three of these movements through the life of Christ in the Gospels. This is the third movement where the Lord will now go out and preach in all of the villages and towns. And he sends his apostles out before him to prepare all of these villages to receive him. And so that is our mission. Our mission is to follow the example of what happens in the life of the apostles, which is to follow the teacher. They did not go out and preach until they had witnessed everything as in Christ and they had witnessed him doing it first. And that is the model for us for what it is to go and evangelize. We cannot evangelize if we have not been evangelized ourselves. How can we go out and work the works of God or proclaim or act according to the way in which God desires us to work if we have not first given time to see how he works, to witness the life of Jesus Christ, to watch him as he moves and heals and preaches and teaches, and to receive the gospel first as the apostles did before we attempt to go out and give the gospel to others. And so we follow this same uh, pattern, if you will, and we are called to the same pattern as what the apostles experienced. And then the Lord also says to them, one other particular important detail is that he strips them of all earthly possessions, right? Takes everything from them. And he says, take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, and do not have two tunics. And one of the commentators says that the particular feature of their ministry must be that they care more for the things of heaven and have a complete disregard for the things of earth because that is also going to be a sign for their preaching, is that they come as Christ comes. Christ comes to earth in order to give. He comes to give mercy, to give grace, to give truth, to give life, and ultimately to give his whole self. And that is continued and perpetuated for us in the Blessed Sacrament. And what he is doing now is asking his disciples imitate him perfectly, to come with nothing else but the gifts of heaven, to teach by their own example that the things of heaven should be more valued than the things of earth. And whoever does not receive this message, as the Lord says, when you leave that town, shake the dust off of your feet. 
If people care more for earth than the things of heaven, and they reject the teaching as the Lord shows in his own example when he goes through towns, if they reject him, he leaves. If they welcome him, he stays. And so he says to them, if they will not receive you, if they're meaning they will not receive the gospel and they will not receive Christ, then shake the dust from your feet as a witness or a testimony against them. One of the reasons for doing this is it is the end of, uh, as again, as we say at Ash Wednesday, we came from dust and unto dust we return. So without Christ and without the gospel, dust is in a certain sense the ultimate end of the body. But with Christ, there is resurrection. With the gospel, there is hope. And so this shaking off of the dust is again this witness of shaking off all of the things of the earth and that trying to instill in those who have rejected the gospel a, if you will, a type of vision to look beyond the dust, beyond the things of earth and into the things of heaven. And also that they might slowly begin to desire those things more. And so what we then learn from the gospel today is again just to recount that we must follow the same pattern. We have to first receive the gospel before we can give it. That we should also have a holy detachment from the things of earth and focus on the treasures of heaven and that we should bring that gospel that Jesus Christ has given to us, the graces that he has given to us, the love that he has shown us, and most especially how he gives himself completely in the Blessed Sacrament, that this is what we then go out and prepare souls to receive as well. Amen.